It is episode 229 of Dude and a Monkey. My name is Ian Loring. His name is... Mark Foster. Hello, everybody. And his name is... Noel Mella. Hello. We are here. Um, Mark and I have already done quite a bit of recording. I'm a little bit drunk now, actually, and now we've got to start the show. So it's a bit of a weird time loop, this is. Um, on this week's show, you will hear the invention of a new rating... Because we've already recorded that bit, so get ready. Yeah. Get ready. Um, as we talk about For Ragnarok, we talk about Wheelman, we talk about Geostorm, and we talk about Brawl in Cell Block 99. It is a packed show. Packed. Packed show. And uh, I've already introduced people. So, let's get on it, because it's... Quarter past eight, and I've got a feeling this is going to be a long one anyway. So, um, any anything to report, guys? Anybody anybody been raped by Harvey Weinstein this week? Uh, not yet this not week. Not this no. week, no. 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 Okay. No. I've, already I, made, I've already made my statement, and yeah. 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 Okay, good. All right. I had a very lovely massage. Yeah, fair enough. I'm, I'm, I'm glad he completed his one week of outpatient therapy, and now he's cured. So, uh, well done, well done, Harvey. Well done. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. Anyway, um, right, trailers, trailers. Sorry, I fucked up. <laughs> uh. Did you see? That, that I, I will say one thing. Um, I can't remember which. I think it was one of the movie websites reported that, um, and I. I I read it and thought, I can't remember which one it was, but it was an actual proper movie site uh, was saying that the synopsis for Woody Allen's film that is going to be releasing next year or the year after. Oh, no, the new one after that. The yeah. new one after that is a, about a um, man in his mid-50s who starts having a relationship with a 15, 16-year-old girl. And it's a bit like, no Woody no no don't make that fucking movie and not now as as we just go away as we said as we said last week Mark Woody Allen does not live in today's world no he he lives he lives in Woody Allen world where somehow in the current climate someone thought yes I will throw money at Woody Allen to make that film and that person deserves to lose a lot of money yeah, Netflix, um, would it be? Would it be? Is no, he not tied to Netflix now? Oh, okay. No, 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 I don't think so. He can make. Right. A, a, a touch him, to be honest. What, one, I, one, thought, well, I thought he had a deal with them. Didn't he get a deal with them? No, one, Wonder Wheel. Uh, no, well, he had a TV series with Amazon, and Amazon yeah. are oh, financing right, yeah. Wonder Wheel. So maybe right. they're financing this one as well. But I'd That'd be surprised. Be, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'd be surprised I'd... now, maybe. I think maybe they'll mm-hmm. just rethink it. Like they, re- like they rethought the, the, the Harvey Weinstein series that they were financing oh, the tune of $160 million. That's right. Oh, God. And, and you know, that was going to be directed by David O. Russell, and now people are rearing the <laughs> David O. Russell thing again. So it's just, fuck, man. I mean, like, films are fucking nasty. I'm, I'm, I'm going to spend the whole of November just playing Super Mario Odyssey with Lottie and having the best time. And I just, I, you know... 
I, I, I don't want to go down the rabbit hole of the, the Super Mario Odyssey lyrics again, um, which I'm probably going to cut out, but I'm, I'm glad I recited them to you guys. Um, <laughs> so, trailers. Um, Daniel Day-Lewis in a relationship with a woman, and then it goes a bit sh- sour, but he makes clothes. Yeah. That appears to be Phantom Fred. Yeah. Is that- I can't fucking work. I... I'm. I will watch it because it's PTA, and obviously yep. it's PTA, and so it's PTA, and I will watch it. But no, did you watch this? I actually didn't. I've I've only watched a couple of trailers, and they are the least notable trailers in, you could imagine. So uh, no, I've not watched this one yet. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. The trailer does nothing for me. The trailer makes me goes says to me yep i want to watch this movie it's not it, 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 it's just a little bit like it's not even because i think the trailer's that that great it doesn't the trailer doesn't really sell that much but it's a new paul thomas anderson movie the thing is i thought it was gonna be the story of daniel day lewis walking down the street one day and then noticing there's a bit of like um fabric like frayed off his shirt and he pulls it off and then chucks it down the gutter and it dies and then it comes back to try and kill him. And I would have been really, really into that. So I was a bit disappointed when I watched the trailer. <laughs> yeah, that, that's not going to be that's not going to be one that, uh, that, that that PTA directs. Might be the other Paul Anderson might direct. Yeah, that yeah one. no, no. I think Paul W S Anderson should now rush release his Phantom Fred. Yeah, but then it will not star Daniel Day Lewis. It will star. Who would it star? No, literally, just get some no name to D. Pole change his name to Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> Jim Sturgis is Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> as oh, you could do. Fred. Mm. You could do what they did with the sort of the fake Bruce Lee's in the years that that came after his death, and That's just have good. like slightly different names. So Daniel Dave Lewis, <laughs> uh, Daniel Daniel Day Lewis, Dave Daniel Lewis. That. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Darren Day Lewis. The fact that the fact yeah, that he's got good. a strong. The fact that he's got three names just give just opens up a whole world of possibilities there, doesn't it? Hmm. It does. It does. I, I. Yeah. So I mean, we'll we'll talk about Phantom Fred on the show. Obviously, um, I'm I'm betting it's two and a half hours, and yeah, uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. I'm very much looking forward to it. Um, either of you see the new trailer for Bright? The what? Will Smith Netflix one? Yeah, looks 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 a little bit mental. <laughs> As do you know what? I've got a bit of a weird I've got a bit of a weird thing with this bright because it's like they've had a couple of trailers for it and I don't give a shit about the trailers. I think it's just because because I know it's Netflix, I see that a new trailer's arrived for it and I'm just like, I oh, just fucking put it on. Just just fucking put it on. Like I don't need to see trailers. <laughs> I watch it. The, the weird, the weird thing is about, about Bright. It's it, it's kind of like it's it's basically Netflix Netflix Christmas movie for you because they're releasing it like Christmas Tw- week are the twenty second of December Friday yeah. the twenty second this comes out on Netflix because so far I think it's the biggest budget Netflix movie oh, it's like hundred million dollars yeah it's mental um, like what it's insane you know it's a Will Smith Joel Edgerton starring. David Ayer movie that they're releasing at Christmas that just looks a little bit fucking mental. 
as I said when the first trailer came out, Friday the 22nd is my last day from uh, at work before like uh, some time off. And I am looking forward to 10 o'clock-ish at night with some beers, settling in for Christmas, and watching this fucker. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I will I will no doubt be at work that day and the day after. Um, so I will be... The 22nd is a Friday, isn't it? Yeah, yes, it is. I will be at work that. That is the weekend before Christmas. So that could be an insane couple of days for me. But I am looking forward to getting home at nine o'clock at night, half nine at night, and going, right, I am back at work in 10 hours. Let, let's have this. Let's have this wash over me. <laughs> Yeah. It's kind of, it's it's almost like it's the type of film that I'd like to uh, skip my Christmas do to watch, if that was possible. If somebody said, you can not go to your Christmas do and watch this, would you like to do that? I would say, yes, can I do that, please? <laughs> Is that a day your Christmas do? Yeah, just as opposed to going my Christmas, to go, you know, if I could avoid my Christmas do and watch Bright instead on Netflix at home, comfort of my own home with a bag of, uh, with a bag of, um, with a bag of beer and some crisps, then that would suit me just fine. I wouldn't need a Christmas do. Talking about bags and stuff, I, I, what I will say is when I went to see Geostar, slight tangent here today. I'm enjoying like, this. I've got, I've got into a habit, right, of when I'm going to the cinema now, of if it's for something a little bit stupid like Geostar mobs, you know, just something that you can, that's just pure entertainment value that's not got any weighty merit to it. I've started buying a bag of Maltesers, but they're four pounds, and it's not even that big a bag. Shit, fuck off. It's four quid. Four quid for a bag of Maltesers. So today, I did something that I haven't done in a long, long fucking time. Did you steal a bag of Maltesers? I snuck in my own bag of sweets. Went to the went to the, uh, the Tesco on the corner from me on my way to the cinema and bought a bag of Maltesers that's the same size as the bag you get in the cinema, and they were a pound, and I hid them in my inside pocket, <laughs> thinking, I don't know why I'm hiding them because if they went, I'm sorry, you're not allowed to, you're not allowed to bring outside food in. My response would be, fuck off, and they'd still take my money and let me in the cinema because I go like twice a week. <laughs> but yeah. I then got in, looked round, and got out my Maltesers, took off the fucking wrapper, and put them in my cup holder, and sat there and went, yes, I am a badass. Cinemas are See, I don't even, ridiculous. Sorry. Yeah. I don't even worry about it. I mean, I, I, I need to get out of the habit of bringing beer to the cinema because it's not a good thing. It, it, it's um, Having a beer in the cinema has turned into a bit of a thing for me, and actually it's a bad thing because it makes me worry about needing the toilet, and then it needs me makes me need the toilet. And then if I do have a few beers, I'm not quite as possibly not quite as kind to the movies that I'm watching because I get a bit crotchy. Um, yeah, that's that's what that's why I, I can't drink and watch a movie. Yeah, I think I'm going to knock that on the head myself. Actually, I think from now on, I mean, my routine at the moment is Snyder's pretzel pieces and a couple of beers. Um, I might switch out the beers just for one bottle of Coke, and and then I'll be good to go. I, I, I get Snyder's pretzel pieces. That's all you need. One pound thirty. I get I get, I get a, a latte and um, and a bag of Maltesers. So now I'll be taking my bag of Maltesers in because I'm not fucking buying it there and still have my latte, which I don't drink until there's an hour left of the movie. So it's usually depending on how long the fucking movie is. Is it not cold? No, because it's ridiculously hot when it's fucking pod. 
So it's usually, it's, it's, don't get me wrong, it's no longer hot. It's kind of warmish, but I'm fine with that. Okay. I only want it for the caffeine. It's a cinema fucking coffee, isn't that fucking great? Yeah. Oh, yeah, true. Right, fair enough. Fair enough. Sorry, uh, trailers, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, that, I think that was it for me anyway, so uh, any any more for any more? Uh, I watched a couple of um, really random trainers, uh, trailers. I saw the trailer for Too Funny to Fail, which looks quite interesting, which is the documentary about the Dana Carvey show oh, yeah, um, yeah. and sort oh, of why, right. it, why it failed. It's been made for Hulu, so I don't know how we'll get it or if we'll get it um, anytime soon. But um, yeah, so basically it's about how essentially Dana Carvey was really at the top of his game following Wayne's world. And they decided to give him his own show and he roped in some other comedians and writers uh, to do this show. Um, And the names included Steve Carell, Louis CK, Stephen Colbert, uh, a couple of other, oh, Charlie Kaufman. Um, so there were a lot of like high profile names attached to it. And the, the show kind of um, failed spectacularly. And I think kind of the ret- the, the, they're it now as if to say, oh, well, it was kind of ahead of its time and it was maybe a bit too daring for its time. Um, so it, I'm kind of interested, actually. I'm kind of interested to see to see it and see what the show was and see if it was ahead of its time, or if they're just saying that now to get a fucking documentary out of it. Um, so, yeah, that looks that looks moderately interesting if we do actually get it. And also, on a similar tip, I can't remember the name of it, but um, the Netflix Jim Carrey documentary about the making of Man on the Moon. Oh, oh Jim and Andy. Yeah, it's out in a few weeks, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That looks interesting, because it's... I don't know... It, it almost looks a bit like it could go down a sort of I'm still here sort of uh, road. Um, I, you know, it's it's about Jim Carrey playing Andy Kaufman and, and how much of a prick he was during that time. And apparently the studio suppressed a lot of the footage that was a lot of the behind scenes footage that, that was being produced because they didn't want everybody to think that Jim Carrey was a massive prick. Um, Jim Carrey was embodying... Uh, the role in the same way that uh, in the same way that Andy Kaufman embodied his role and, and, and the same way that Andy Kaufman was a prick to everybody around him apparently um, so it'll be interesting to see how how it um, how it pans out and the the trailer is quite a good trailer as well because it's you've kind of got a talking head of Jim Carrey and they're just sort of asking him you know why why should this film have been made and and that type of thing? And his reactions are quite good. So again, um, definitely, definitely curious about it. So uh, yeah, looking forward to that. The only yeah. other thing I watched is I say I watched it. Actually, I think I probably switched it off about halfway through. I couldn't make it through the full 10 minutes, um, but I saw the title and I just needed to know. You know, when you're just seeing the name of a film and you're like, I just need to know, I just need to see, I just need to know that what this is and, and why it exists. Um, Snake Out of Compton. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. It's a, a sort of hip-hop disaster movie um, in which a giant snake 
um, oh, sorry, a pet snake grows into a giant snake and attacks um, the city of Compton. Um, it might be like a, um, it might be like an asylum thing or something. I don't know. I got about halfway through it and sort of realized exactly what it was and thought it's kind of like subwayans. It's like it's subwayans. So um, yeah, uh, won't be, won't be. I couldn't even make it through the the, the, the two and a half minute trailer. So well, I mean, I, 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 a haunted house too is a high watermark there, bud. So subwayans could still be pretty good. <laughs> well, watch the trailer. Let me know what you think. Okay. <laughs> if you can make it through. Yeah. No, I, I don't think That's I want That's why I, I watch nothing of note. I only watch, <laughs> I only watch trailers for fucking random shit. <laughs> it's very good. Um, okay, so, uh, Mark, anything else? Uh, no, 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 that was, that was pretty much it for me. Okay, so here we go then. So, US listeners, apologies. Marvel being Marvel and their weird release schedule for Ragnarok's not out for you guys for another week yet. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so you might want to, you might want to skip ahead because we are all spoilers all the time. Even though I will say I think the film is fairly weightless and not an awful lot happens in the great scheme of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So there's that. Um, but here we go. For Ragnarok is directed by Taika Waititi and stars Chris Hemsworth. Kate Blanchett and her wondering accent. Uh, it stars Taika Waititi himself as Krom, a CG monster. It stars Mark Ruffalo as a CG monster and Mark Ruffalo. It stars Tessa Thompson as an alcoholic. It stars Jeff Goldblum as Jeff Goldblum. Um, who else does it star? It stars Carl Urban. It stars Carl Urban. As Idris Elba, he's put on a bit of weight. It stars Idris Elba as I obviously, I very much want to be a bigger part in these films. He's put on a bit of, he's put on a bit of dreadlock. He's put on a, he has put on a bit of dreadlock. He's um, put on a lot of dreadlock. I don't know what the time is between this and um, for the Dark World, but yeah, I mean, he's got like he's got like ten years worth of dreadlocks there. That he, that he had a skinhead in Thor Ragnarok, so uh, sorry in uh, Thor the Dark World. Just saying, just saying. Oh, and um, Tom Hiddleston also stars as Greasy. So um, for 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 Ragnarok, it's a film which is about Ragnarok occurring, which is the dis- uh, the destruction of uh, Asgard, um, and Thor wants to stop it, and he has to battle Hela, uh, a new villain played by Kate Blanchett who's his sister, even though it matters not a fucking jot. I sound like I hate it. Um, and uh, Thor gets stranded on a planet where he meets Hulk, and he has a fight with Hulk, and Jeff Goldblum's there, and things happen. I'm not explaining it very well. I liked Thor Ragnarok, but I'm already wary about the fact that people seem to be saying it's the best Marvel film since the last one which happens every single time a Marvel film comes out. <laughs> um, I'm going to throw it to Noel, our comic book correspondent, who has many thoughts. I have many thoughts. Uh, yeah, just uh, first of all, the laugh, laughing at your American listeners, just to give that a bit of context, 
I grew up in the 1980s where Americans got movies about six months before us. So, yeah. um, no, very much. Why, it, it's yeah. it, it, it's revenge, and it's also October. It's revenge. It's October half term. It, it did exactly the same with Doctor Strange. It's just the peculiarities yeah, of the education system. It's only a weekend, and to be fair, as well as you know, Ian. Um, I thought it was out next week up until about a week or so ago when you mentioned it on WhatsApp. Mm. <laughs> so I was like, fuck, yes, that's brilliant. So, um, yeah, so, I mean, as I say, my anticipation for this film was extremely high. Mm-hmm. Um, I think probably my anticipation for this film was probably higher than than a lot of – I think it was – my anticipation for this was higher than Home Spider-Man Homecoming. You've, you've been pumped for a bit. You've been pumped for a yeah, bit. Yeah, it, it was higher than Guardians 2. It was higher than Doctor Strange. I'd say it was possibly even maybe higher than Civil War. I don't know. I mean, it, it, of the sort of, um, you know, of the sort of Phase 3 movies, I think this has been the one that I've been looking forward to the most. So um, I think what I was looking forward to the most about it was the fact that it, you know, for a long time I've been saying, I really want Marvel and comic book movies generally to trust their audiences a little bit and just say, look, these are the characters, you know who they are. And now here they are in this situation. Um, you know, they're being painted with a different brush. Uh, the tone is slightly different, but don't worry about it. They're still the people you, you know and love. This is just a different story. And here we go. Strap yourself in. Enjoy the ride. Don't get too hung up on everything needing to connect to everything and everything to feel like it's uh, in the same universe and you know painted with the same palette. Um, the trailer and the trailers for this really, really promised that and sort of said, look, we're, we're balls out here. Let, let's go for it. Um, and so, yeah, I think my expectation was high because of that. Um, I think it's, it lives up to that, I think. Um, it lives up to the fact that it is a Marvel movie that is pushing into a different area and is less concerned with the rule book um, than previous Marvel movies have been. Um, I think it's very telling that... Um, I think it's very telling and very interesting that Marvel is slackening the reins a little bit. Um, And I think it's very clear that they realize that perhaps that tone and set of brand guidelines that they've had throughout um, phases one and two, I think they've started to realize that people are cracking onto it a little bit and people are wanting something a little bit different. Um, very much feels to me like um, Age of Ultron was a bit of a learning curve for them, and they were a little bit like, "Yeah, we don't want to, we don't want to do another Age of Ultron." Mm. Um, so I think this lives up to that. It has a completely different tone to a lot of other Marvel movies. It has a completely different tone. I mean, an astoundingly different tone to to Thor: uh, The Dark World, which I actually rewatched. Um, recently I, I funnily enough i watched the, i rewatched the first half of um for the dark world then i went to see ragnarok then i watched the second half of for the dark world so the difference in tone is is, is very very apparent to me um so i think it, it, it definitely does that it pushes into new areas 
that makes me appreciate it for what it's doing for comic book movies. Um, and it makes me appreciate what Marvel is now willing to do. Um, unfortunately, it, I, I found myself for the first 20 minutes, half an hour of the movie, trying to really force myself to get on board with the humour and struggling with it a little bit because I don't think it was as funny as it thought it was. Um, and that, that that's not... It's not a good place to start off when you sort of it kind of makes you against the film a little bit when you're just like, all right, chill out. You're not as, you're not as funny as you think you are. Um, it picked the 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 the, the, the humour balanced out a little bit when one actor in particular turned up, um, which I'm sure we'll get onto. But generally speaking, I just it's, it was just a bit too many jokes for me, um, and. Overall, uh, we'll get into more detail, but I think overall, while I appreciate what it's doing and while I appreciate that it will, um, while I appreciate that it will pay off, this gamble will pay off and we will get more diverse Marvel movies in the future as a result. While I appreciate all that, I don't feel like Takeaway TT was necessarily an established enough storyteller to, to take on something as epic as this it felt quite patchy it it flipped around from place to place and didn't really feel like it had a a strong direction i think there were big sections of the film that just didn't hang together for me with what was going on in the wider picture um and that felt like um that felt like the result of being in the hands of a filmmaker who was very very comfortable with getting the gags in there very very comfortable with letting his lead actor have a good time and come across as humorous on screen but maybe wasn't quite experienced enough to rein in a decent epic um story which is is what you know ragnarok is supposed to be it's supposed to be the end of days for for asgard um and i just don't feel like that was handled very well to be honest so i have a lot of thoughts a lot of thoughts. Mark? Right. Um, well, again, as <clears throat> I, I do say so when we sort of do these, I'm, I'm sort of the least kind of invested in the MCU uh, of all of us. Um, and it, it's one of those things now where I, I, I will watch the Marvel movies and I watch them and I, I, I kind of enjoy most of them, um, to be honest. But if Disney came out tomorrow and said, do you know what? We're done. We can't be fucked with anymore. We're stopping making them. I, I, it wouldn't bother me. <laughs> Could you imagine? Just yeah. for a second. Could you imagine? Just what? Kevin Feige wandering out on stage going, yeah, I'm fucked. <laughs> right? You know, those next movie, you know those next six movies we said we're going to do? We can't be <laughs> We're going to do some Adam Sandler movies instead. If they did, it wouldn't bother me. I would. I would. I, 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 I would contribute to a Kickstarter for that to happen, just to see what the reaction <laughs> of the internet would be. Fuck, that would be brilliant. Is, there, I, I'm just. I, I don't. I'm not <laughs> invested enough in the story. If it's if it's being told in front of me, I will watch it and I'll get on board and I'll enjoy it. But I, I I just don't care. And part of that is the reason is that I'm not invested in the i've not read the comic books and I'm, I'm not aware of where these stories could go might go or can go or will go 
so there's, there's that that's that's part of it, and it's why the fact that um, it, with yourself, no, there's a, you're looking at it from a different point of view view from me, and I can absolutely see that. Um, whereas with, with Thor Ragnarok, I went to it going, I, I just want to have a good time, and for the most part, I, I did have a good time. It's it's weird that the fact that it is a straight up fucking comedy um, movie mm-hmm. that also has a bit of action in it. And he's a little bit like a, a sci-fi thing. They've taken... It, it, it very much is... They've gone... Right. People loved Guardians. And it was funny and a little bit out there. And it was and it was very, very good as well. That's a key, key point of that, is it was very good. People didn't like Age of Ultron. And if we're all admitting it and going back to it now, part of the reason why I didn't like it is because it's a bit shit. Yeah, it is. It's shit. There's no getting away from it. Age of Ultron is shit. So what we're going to do is we're going to retcon that with um, Captain America Civil War, which is basically just the Avengers 2.5. Um, and they're going to do that. But it seems almost like they're going to go, right, what we're going to do is the main thrust of the story, so essentially the Avengers stories, the Avengers movies... Uh, so the next one is uh, Infinity, isn't it? Infinity, Infinity War. War. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like what they're going to do is they go right. There is going to be our serious movie. They're they're, they're going to be our fucking serious movies that we're going to give you that are going to have a lot of heavy kind of plot and a lot of they're not going to have as much of this playfulness that things like the Guardians movies have had and you know Thor here has had and then they're going to do almost like almost like sub-genre picks with the other movies so you've got Spider-Man was quite kind of like it was a little bit like a teen movie it was John Hughesy at points Um, and Thor Ragnarok is just a comedy fucking movie and I'm kind of fine with that and I enjoyed it, and it was fun. But I could see why it could piss other people off a lot. The thing, the thing is, I'll just I'd just to say, you know, with what they're doing with um, with Infinity War, I think you're right. They they've got one eye on that, and they're saying, okay, this is our big one. Infinity, you know, Infinity War Parts One and Two, or whatever Part Two ends up being called. Those are our big serious ones. Those are our big game changers. That's when shit is really going to fall apart and everybody's going to come out different the other side. Now, that's fine. But what it feels like to me is, first of all, don't announce Thor Ragnarok and then have to deliver Thor Ragnarok if what you're saying is, the Avengers move, you know, Avengers Infinity War is going to be your big, you know, world falls apart situation. Because I mean, and this is not this is not about comic books uh, and and stories that have that I'm particularly attached to in in Thor the comic book. You know, Ragnarok is the idea that the world of the gods is completely destroyed. Now it feels like what's happened is they got the idea in their head to do that and then they got Taika Waititi on board and then they thought, oh shit, no, let's also make it Planet Hulk. And yeah. then they thought, oh, also let's make it a comedy. And it's like, well, whoa, 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 hang on a minute. 
you started out by doing one thing and you've gone down a completely different road here because you've got one eye on on you know the avengers just don't make thor ragnarok you want to make planet hulk make planet hulk if you want to make a comedy well, movie okay make make a comedy movie but if you're gonna have something that promises to be as epic an idea as this perhaps it needs to be in the hands of someone who can think a bit bigger and isn't just going to be focused on getting the gags out well i i, I don't know how much you, you know about the business side of it Noel. and i appreciate i i, I apologize if i'm noel splaining and, and stop <laughs> please genuinely stop me if i am but the reason why they haven't wouldn't you be it, ian's would wait wouldn't you be ian's playing I, I suppose i would be ian's planning sorry yeah. yeah um so forgive me if I am, but the reason why they haven't done a Planet Hulk film is because Universal. Oh, I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know, I know, I know. They, yeah, but in name only. Like, you know, they couldn't do a Planet Hulk movie in name only. But we all know that this is what they're going for here. Oh this no, no, is, yeah, they, one, they, yeah, one hundred percent. But I mean, like, they can't yeah. do a film where Hulk is the lead. Is the lead? No, not at all. And they wouldn't have to. They, I, I'm just saying that they could have because basically what we've got here, and this is what I'm saying about sections not hanging together. I, I, which whole, I agree with 100. percent I just want to say that's my yeah. main problem with the film. Sorry, yes. The, the, there's a section in the middle there when they get to. Oh, it's not even in the middle. I think it's kind of in the sort of first act. I think late in the first act, the section where they actually get to Sakaar and Hulk and Thor have had their fight. And then there's a whole bit after that where they're just sort of lingering around in Hulk's yeah. bedroom, yeah. and it's all a bit like, "What's going on here?" Like, what? And 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 it's clear that they're like, "Oh no, we want to introduce a buddy cop element to it, like a a buddy movie element to it." And it's like, you've got enough going on to think about it. You know, it's just let's get them off this fucking planet and and, and get Ragnarok going. Like, I, I, I mean, I got I, yeah, because I mean, I I got to say. The, the thing that has troubled me a little bit with the Marvel Cinematic Universe for a while now is the fact that a lot of these films are, for a lot of their portions, trying to be funny. And mm, it is, yeah. it, it, you know, Civil War didn't have that to, that mm. much, as much, as much. It had elements of it, but it was also, this is a film about sins of the past and people being who were together being torn apart. Great, you know, and and for me, Civil War, the best Marvel film. Um, there's a lot of them now. I think there's like eighteen or something, but it's one of the top ones for me personally. But now, Doctor Strange has a fair bit of funny in it. I mean, fuck, it's got the Beyonce shit in it as well. So you know, um, Spider-Man: Homecoming, understand it because it's the character. Um, Guardians understand it because it's the characters again and now you've got this where it's not the characters and when you were saying about for the dark world being a completely different film it feel to me it kind of feels like they're completely different fucking characters uh, that is yeah. it there, there is a big there is a totally. big shift in in the character of thor he's, yeah. he's become essentially he he's gone from being unaware of his humor to being just yes. intentionally funny. So, yeah, he, yeah that's he, it. It, works, it works in the Avengers when, when he once says he was adopted, but when every second line is a gag, and it's I, like, I am watching a different character now. You've turned him into Tony Stark. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. The, the original four, I Need a Horse, is amazing, but he's not, his character is not saying that in, in a funny way. I just, just the way Hemsworth delivers that, great. 
It's not trying... He, his character, not trying to be funny. But yeah, like you say, I mean, right at the start, it, it's the... You, you might be wondering how I got here and the whole kind of like, you're going to have to wait for me to turn back round. Yes. And it, it just like... I feel like I've seen that somewhere before as well. It, it, I don't know. It's just the fact that they do it twice. And yeah. I, I, I but do you know what? Do you know what? I liked that they did it twice. I was hoping they'd do it twice. I was hoping I was going. They've got to do this again. They've I, got uh, to do this again. I don't know. I, it just there were moments of the humor that works. But what Noel was saying again earlier on about um, you know, YTT doing something this epic, I, I think it does result in the patchiness. You know, it, it's unfortunately he's obviously far more in love with certain parts of the film than he is with others. Mm. Um, mm. And, and that is definitely a detriment, but you've also got weird shit like the introduction to the grandmaster where it's literally like 10 seconds until you meet the grandmaster. And it's got the song from Willy Wonka in the background. It's like, yeah. you know, as an individual bit, this is awesome. The Jeff Goldblum stuff as in- individual bits. Great. Some of the interactions between four and Hulk individual bits. Brilliant. Tessa Thompson's introduction, badass, then falls off the thing, pissed. Solid individual bit. It's a film of solid, really great individual bits, which are interspersed by bits that really aren't great and just feel like they have to be there. Because story. And, it is, I'm, and I, I will say, I'm not against, like, this is, this is the thing. I, I'm not looking for everything to be serious. I'm, I mean, I've said many times... I do think the quippiness of comic book movies generally is getting too much and yeah. it needs to be reined in a little bit. Yeah. But I'm not saying that I, I don't want that at all. I mean, I get that it's popular and I get that it can work sometimes. It's just when you look at what James Gunn's done with both the Guardians of the Galaxy f- films, he's made witty, funny movies that were based around the fact that this, you know, this bunch of characters have kind of come together. But the important thing is that he wrapped them in a space opera that was really well put together and really good stuff. I mean, especially Guardians of the, of the Galaxy 2. It's got a plot. It's got a story. Like, it's got a really good story. So you can wrap those jokes in that. It can work. It's just... Like, I'm not. I'm not against them just taking characters and going, all right, you know, this is what I've, this is what I've always said. Um, you know... Comic books, by their by definition, are a character that's painted by a different hand in every issue, pretty much. You know, so you get a new issue; it's painted by a different guy. It's it's written by a different person, but you know who the character is, so you either get on board with that particular story and that particular tone, or you don't. And I'm happy for comic. I want comic books to do that. I want Marvel and DC to trust their audiences and let that happen. And I think this is a good film to help make that happen because it's going to be a success but i just i don't think this is the best example of it yeah i mean that's I, all because as a film it doesn't work i i am i am concerned like the thing is i'm not a massive comic fan i like i like comic book films so i'm not a massive comic fan i'm already quite worried that infinity war is gonna try and be funny when you kind of want it to be this is end of day shit, like you say with Ragnarok. Yeah. yeah. And they're going to have quippy, 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 quippy. See, I don't think they will. I think they're going to. I, 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 I think they'll 
Um, I mean, obviously, it's not civil war. Uh, it's on a much grander scale. But I think they'd be making a huge mistake if they uh, if they started bogging it down in jokes. I don't think they will. I think they're quite serious about the Infinity War films generally. So, um, and it's the Russos as well. So you know, it's it, it's they're going to ground it a little bit. I think uh, I'm hopeful that they don't. You know. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it, I mean, it, so am I. I, the, I don't know. The thing is, is I, I, I really, really enjoyed my time with it. I, I thought it was a really fun film, and I've Crom was the shit. I don't want him to be in any other Marvel films, and I'm, I'm a little bit worried that he might be. Uh, the fucking reaction in my screening to that guy. I don't know about you. He the rock. He the rock guy. Yeah. Yeah. People were fucking eating him up. And his thing about trying to start a revolution, but he didn't have enough pamphlets, was gold. <laughs> Absolute gold. That is the fucking funniest thing I've heard in I don't know how long. Um, and I think Waititi plays him well. I want him to just be in this film. And it's not because I didn't like him. It's because I could, you know... I could see him being another group, baby group or something, and I don't want that to happen. I'd be happy for him to, I like... Him I don't think we'll see him again. What I could see is seeing is um, in a Guardians or something like that, then walking past him and him saying hello and trying to hand him a pamphlet or something like that. Oh, yeah, I could see right. something like that happening. Yeah, yeah. I'd take that. That's a... Yeah, yeah. So, I, but... I, and I've got to say as well, I mean, did we... This film is already quite long. It's already quite overstuffed. You've got to have a villain. We'll get to the villain. Did we really need to have Loki? I, I, can I can I just voice? I I I don't get the the, the love for Loki that people have. I don't. I, think... I did, but I'm not. I think now it's 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 where they're wearing it very very thin now. What he's been in. Four now, four, five movies. The, the three, four films and the Avengers. Avengers. That's about that's and it, then isn't this. It? So it's a four, yeah. So, yeah, he's not been in yeah, anything? he's not been anything else now. Right. So, so he's been in four movies then. Mm. That's too much. It's too much Loki. He doesn't need to crop up in it. Just I, yeah, I'm, I'm the same. I was a little bit like. To be fair, he's been in less than less than a quarter of the MCU films. Yeah, but it's still the thing is, we didn't need many. him. We didn't need him here because it was another. You, they wanted to have a buddy element, and they already had that in Hulk. Yeah, they already had that in Banner. So having Loki there just complicates things because it means you've got to go through the whole process of can he be trusted? Can he not be trusted? And um, we've done that dance so many times. It, that it just feels like this is another situation where no, you can't trust Loki, but you can trust him in this situation because things are serious now. And, and I just feel like we've done that dance a couple of times now, and it's it's worn itself thin. I, even though I, I, I will say I like the fact that they resolved the end of four two quite quickly, where it was just like four fucking knows it's Loki. It's like yeah, fine. Yeah. I I, yeah. I did enjoy that, and it was good to see Anthony Hopkins kind of just playing another version of. Odin for two minutes, um, and I, I I also very much enjoyed the callback to 
him seeing Hulk and being, oh fuck. And then when he smashes, yeah, when he smashes four about being like, yes, you know, and just like, now he knows how it feels. I, 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 I enjoyed that just because that, that film was literally five years ago. And I like the fact that like, I mean, in the MCU, it was probably like 10 films ago and they call back to that. I, you know, I just kind of thought, yeah, all right, fair play. Um, can, can we just, can we, can we get on to Blanchett? Or just mention her in brief because that's kind of all that character deserves. I thought mm. she was all right, and I, 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 I liked, liked her. <laughs> I liked her. Fuck and I'm sake. usually, I'm usually not the big as as is explored in the podcast. I'm usually not a big Kate Blanchett fan, but I think her hamminess that she has worked in this quite well. She does fuck all, but that's a Marvel uh, villain. All the Marvel def- villains do fuck all. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely liked her. I could have definitely have done more, uh, done with more of her. But you know, my complaints about sections of the film overstaying their welcome when they needed to get back to Ragnarok, it all ties into that. We, I, I would have happily taken more Kate Blanchett. I feel like she would have happily chewed up the scenery a little bit more uh, had she been given the opportunity to. I think, you know, there's a whole. Even there was a lot of stuff that was in the. I liked her. I liked her slinkiness. I think she looked stunning. Like she looked gorgeous. D- she did she, look stunning. D- with the log, the, the, the hair down. Oh yeah. my! That, that, good look. Good look. But there was, you know, there wasn't, there wasn't enough of her bringing Ragnarok, and a lot of the stuff that was promised in the trailers, we kind of got, but. That Valkyrie stuff that was in the trailer um, that looked so beautiful mm. and mm. and worked so well when it you know scored next to Led Zeppelin as most things do, you know I, I would have killed for more of that. But it was instead in the actual context of the film, it was a flashback. It was short and it didn't have a kick-ass Led Zeppelin track over it, mm. so it just mm. sort of. It's just, you know, all the Ragnarok of it, all the potential for beautiful Valkyrie sections that look like they've been hand-painted was gone because, oh, we've got to get back to the jokes on, on this planet. Yeah, I, that, yeah, I, I can absolutely agree with that, certainly. Um, I, I, I like the character. I think we quite easily could have had more of her, but it, it's, it does, it, it, it is a problem that Marvel have with, they're villains. They're always a bit shit. I mean, she was better than uh, she was better than Christopher Eccleston. Don't get me wrong. I mean, Christopher Eccleston, I think, was the fucking nadir of the Marvel villains. To be honest, um, <laughs> yeah, literally, he, he couldn't have been screaming more. I'm getting paid for this. It doesn't mean to say I have to enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, no, quite. Um, yeah, uh, just not a fucking ounce of personality to that. And I, I appreciate that Blanchett has that. It just. She either needed to be on screen less or on screen more, and uh, it, I, I, I can't really decide which one of those it, it was. And the thing, also, I don't know. Just if she had the accent she had in the trailers, I think that would have been more interesting. Like this, she's just a bit regal and pompous, and in that, she just had a bit more. I don't Snarl. know. Yeah, 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 and uh, yeah. Um, and I mean, Carl Urban, I. It's weird that Carl Urban was playing that role. 
It kind of just feels like they shot it in Australia. He was at home. Like, Chris Hemsworth fucking probably just WhatsApped him and said, what are you doing for a couple of weeks? Do you want to look a bit sad while you kill some people? And, yeah, why not? You know, I, I, it just... Blanchett and Urban actually physically do fuck all. They make... Like, she makes some speeches. He looks a bit apprehensive about stuff. Mm. Yep. And, you know, that that's about it. And I don't know, man. I mean, like, Carl Urban, in interviews for Star Trek Beyond, he was saying about, like, ap- uh, thinking twice about coming back for Star Trek Beyond after Into Darkness because he got fuck all to do. It was like, did he read this script and go, oh, yeah, I've got a fucking character I can play there? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be in one Marvel movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be in one Marvel film. I'm going to play the, the, the second fiddle. I mean, like, Carl Urban could easily... I mean, fuck, he could easily be the villain in a B-tier Marvel film. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, he's and it's, not even, it's not even like Marvel pays that well either. No, that's the, that's the thing. Accounts. I mean, like, he'd probably think it was a fucking fortune. And I, mm. I appreciate that Kate Blanchett is willing to do something like this because, you know, I, I think that, that there is a, 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 a stuffiness about this whole thing. And, you know, when Robert Redford was the bad guy in Captain America, the Winter Soldier, I think that was quite a big deal. And I think it's a big deal that Kate Blanchett is doing this. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I just, I, I, I just wish she was better and I, I the whole thing about being the sister just I yeah they've added that that's not i don't believe that's i don't believe that's ever been the case i might be wrong because i mean like in all the, the the kind of the flashback stuff it's almost like she's just like odin's general who gets ideas above her station and it is like is that not enough why does she have to be a sister yeah, I can see that. I, yeah, yeah, it yeah. just—I I, I mean, it's just—it's—it is a bit of a disappointment. And again, it is because a fucking pre-release hype was this is the best Marvel film since the last Marvel film. So get ready, and I fucking fell for it. And what we do in the shadows and hunt for the wilder people, I think, are two five out of five films. And yeah, absolutely. This is a film where Waititi has basically within Marvel Studios constraints has made his film. And again, I applaud Marvel for letting directors do what they want to do. But I I kind of think that maybe Watiti's style doesn't quite like you said at the start, Noel, doesn't quite gel with the overall Marvel way of storytelling. No, and I think I mean it's interesting that you know Marvel more than anybody else are in the most difficult position when it comes to negotiating the outside of the brand guidelines of this sort of fixed universe that they've, that they've created for themselves, they're in a difficult position to do that. So the fact that they're pushing into new areas is great. I think that's fueled by, as I say, what James Gunn's been able to do. It's also fueled by, fueled by outside influences, like what's happening, what's happened with Logan and Deadpool um, you know, they are willing to take it to a new place. But I think it's quite telling that, you know, with this, they want to take Thor to a new visual place. So what are they doing? All right, well, we'll go into space. 
um, Guardians of the Galaxy were going to space. Avengers 3 and 4 were going to space. Captain Marvel, a high percentage of that is probably going to be in space. Even Black Panther, you know, yeah, it's set on Earth, but it's set in a secret part of Earth, which is this sort of unique futuristic environment, which is sort of not of this Earth in a way. Um, They're going to struggle when they need to do you know, if they go too far down that rabbit hole, they're going to struggle when they need to do a new Ant-Man, when they need to do Ant-Man and the Wasp, for example, because that's going to go back. That You know, suddenly Ant-Man and the Wasp is going to feel like a Phase 2 movie again, when all of their Phase 3 stuff is going off in wacky different directions. Um, so I think, you know, they've got a bit of a job on their hands. I'm glad that they're trying to... I'm glad that they're trying to branch out, but I think they need to be careful how they do that. And I don't think jokes are the way to do it. Um, I mean, that do- the, the Dr. Strange bit, honestly, I found that brutal. Like, yeah, that whole, was shit. I really found that brutal. It I, felt like, it felt like that was a complete, I mean, Thor, as you say, and felt like a different character, that Dr. Strange section, it, the whole thing just felt like I was watching a cartoon for a minute. It I, was I, very odd. I did enjoy the one cut where suddenly four was just rolling down the stairs just because there was no context to how that happened. Um, I, I, that, even though I enjoyed one shot. Um, I really need a wee. If you guys want to talk amongst yourselves, feel free, but I'm about to piss myself. Well, I don't know. I'll just say I agree with you, Ian. I think it's a film that has many good moments. I I, I sound like I hated it. I didn't hate it. I had it. You know, there's a lot about it that I enjoyed, but I don't think it hung. I don't think it hung together enough, and I don't think it's as ambitious on the Ragnarok side of things as it should have been because it was far too busy focusing on the gags. Do you know what I had two major issues with it were? Go on. One. It cost $180 million, and yet you could see that Thor yes. had his eye closed. Also, the fight, the fight scene of Hella, Hella's fight scene, the CG in that was very, very daredevil, the director's cut. Yeah, it was actually quite, yeah. It, it was very, yeah, rough around the edges, that. Mm. And the, the, my other problem is, there seemed to be more of the score for the movie in the trailers in the, than trailer. the actual yes. fucking movie that's true because yeah, the, the score for the, the, the movie seemed to just be play Led Zeppelin twice mm. um, and it never yeah. committed it never committed to that there was a whole there was a whole canon films vibe to, to the movie that this, I got yeah, and I think the score could have emphasised that, and it wouldn't necessarily have been a bad been a bad thing. But what they did instead is they just had very very little moment. They had a very traditional score, but then they just had little moments where a few little digital bits crept in little, in the background and then bits went away. Came in, yeah, and but yeah, just, but, but they're they're quite heavy in the tra- in the trailer, exactly. And then yeah. it's just not not in mm. the rest of it, which which was kind of annoying because I, I was really looking forward to that score. Yeah, and then it, it didn't didn't happen. It was just a bit. Yeah, they're, they're my they were my chief complaints. The the fact that you could see his fucking eye, and the the almost what seemed to me like a complete lack of fucking scar. One final uh, one final point is in this world where we're handing the keys over to 
take a Waititi and letting him do his gags and, and bring his style to it kind of makes you think that if Edgar Wright's Ant-Man was being made now, it just would have been made without a hitch. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it probably would have been. Um, but whether or not that would have been a good thing, I don't know. Well, we don't know. We'll never know. But yeah, yeah on, on that. But it is. It does seem like they've, they've kind of they're, they're allowing certain things to go. They're, they're letting things go in a certain way. I think also as well. I think this is a little bit. I think part of this could be driven by Hemsworth wanting to take Thor in a different direction. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, he already said he was quite bored of it, um, mm. kind of going in, and he was looking for something different. Um, yeah, sorry, I just kind of. <laughs> Barreled in there. Apologies. No, that's no problem. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm definitely not sure. I, I thought it was. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I don't think. I'm not going to say it, it's, it's the best Marvel film or anything like that. Um, but I, I, I did enjoy it. And I laughed enough, but I could see why it would grate on other people. Yep. Same. I think I just came away from it feeling a little bit hollow, and uh, and for that reason, I'm probably going to say I'm touching cloth I think I'm touching cloth so yeah I felt a bit hollow leaving the cinema and on the way home I had a thought a thought that popped into my head and I was like this thought that popped into my head was oh Justice League next and and I just thought oh god (laughs) yeah so uh, so I think I'm touching cloth and I'm gutted to say that but there we go. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, <clears throat> uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not shit, though. I am disappointed. Um, more, more because of Taika Waititi himself than anything else. But fuck, man, just be less than two hours. There's, <laughs> there's padding. There's, there's padding, pad. Yeah. There's padding you could take out. Take out Loki. Yep. Take out Anthony Hopkins. I mean, yeah, his character well, literally a- kind of like makes Kate Blanchett come into it, but still. Two hours ten is the runtime that you would want if you are making an epic comic book movie about the fall of Asgard and the death of the gods and blah, 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 blah. In other words, it's the kind of runtime you would want if you are making Thor Ragnarok. So they had the runtime, they had the title, but they just didn't deliver the Ragnarok mm. so they've only themselves to blame well our not, audience that, was... not that they'll care because everybody thinks it's fucking amazing anyway it's the new Blade Runner <laughs> the um, audience poll was definitely not shit 64% touching cloth 14% and shit 22% oh okay mm. very good okay wheel man Got a feeling we might be a bit more consensus on this. Directed by Jeremy Rush, written by him as well. Produced by Frank Grillo and uh, Joe Carnahan, starring um, Frank Grillo. It's their new. It's the first um, film of their production company, isn't it? Oh shit! What's it called? Yeah, it's the, the War Party. War Party. Oh yeah, Solid. yeah, yeah. Solid. Yeah, they had a really good. Yeah, they had a really good. Um, I don't actually. I don't. They did. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they did. They had a good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah. Um, Wheelman, it's uh, Frank Grillo, uh, Garrett Dillahunt, etc. Um, so, 
It's basically Frank Grillo in a car for 85 minutes, um, which is fine. Um, he is a driver for some underhanded type folks um, and gets kind of caught in a kind of tug of war between East and West Coast mafias. Um, and he, he's kind of set up, but it, it, it's not really setting him up. It's more setting other parties up and he's, yeah, like I say, caught in the crossfire, has to deal with an, an estranged wife and his daughter as well, um, and has to try and make it out alive. Um, uh, Mark, I'll throw it to you this time. What, what do you think of Wheel Man, man? It's, it's a really enjoyable genre pick, to be honest. It's the sort of thing that um, I'd maybe be a little bit like, right, was that it? If I went to see it at the cinema. Um, but it is... It's not made for cinema. It, it, it's it's a film that's been made with VOD and Netflix. It, I think in mind, absolutely, and it, it, that kind of makes sense for it. It's it's a it's a genre pick. Um, it sets out store quite uh, early on by having the um, that the I think the opening credits are very reminiscent of um, with the yellow uh, the opening credits of um, Taxi Driver. It was quite cum-worthy, I thought. Quite cum-worthy. Yeah, it, it, it's very nice. I think it, it's it, it goes in, gets its shit done, and gets the fuck out uh, in a right amount of time. It's about 84 minutes long or something like that. And that's how long this movie should be. Uh, Frank Grillo is good in it. I like the fact that he is, he's a bit of a dick, which kind of works out quite well. If you haven't shared with him in anything, uh, that's always going to work out quite well, even though he's, he's in it and then gone. Um, but yeah, I, I, had a, I had a great time with it. It's it's a lot of it's a lot of fun. It's tense, and it, it, it gets the fuck out of pulses racing and gets gets its shit done. Very good. No, fabulous. I was conned into watching this film because I thought it was a comic book movie about a comic book character I'd never heard of called Sweet. Wheel Man. Very good. Um, <laughs> that's not true. Um, I loved it, really, really loved it. As I said to you, Ian, the other day, uh, it, oh, to both of you, actually, on WhatsApp, um, it, it it dragged me right in straight away. I, I really like these kind of self-contained, um, these sort of self-contained sort of thrillers that you get where just something's unfolding and it's a lot of people on mobile phones trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. So, you know, something like Buried or Cell or something like that, Cellular. Um, so I, I do love this type of thing. I like a bit of Frank Grillo. Um, I think he plays it bang on here. Um, and I just loved the way it was just, you know, you knew, you knew it was going to go down wrong and then you were going to have to sort of piece together what it is that had happened. And I just loved that part of it. I watched the first half of it on a train on the train and I was fully, fully like immersed. Like I was dragged right into it. Um, Loved it. Really, really loved it. Sweet. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, I had a, I, I have a great deal of time for this film. Come worthy titles, as I say. Um, and yeah, I, I was ever so slightly disappointed when he got out the car, to be honest. There, there, there was a little bit of me that was a little bit like, oh, I was kind of hoping that we just get him on the car, but I can see why they did it. Yeah, I mean, I, the, the third act, I thought, had some interesting stuff where, you know, it's following his daughter for a few minutes. Um, and, I, I, you know, I thought that was a really strong angle where it's not just like, you know, at the start, the Dorsey's like calling it. It's just like, just letting you know I'm going out. Blah, blah, blah. 
you're not going out. Yes, I am. You can't tell me what to do. You know, it, it was a bit like, fuck's sake. But then the daughter is introduced and she's actually a really strong character, you know, and um, she fronts up for her dad. Um, and I appreciate that. You know, I, I you know, I'd like to think if our daughters got us into got it, if we were in jams in in future years, our daughters would get get us out of them. You know, and uh, maybe not in this way, but you know. Well, I, I, the last I saw of my daughter, she's downstairs now, and as I came upstairs, she had a piece of cucumber in her ear. So I, I can't. That's not something I can picture right now. That's pretty. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah. I, I I had to con my daughter into falling asleep tonight, which was fun. Um, I told her if she doesn't go to sleep, Mario is not going to be here tomorrow. Oh. Um, <laughs> you do whatever you, you do whatever you need to do. No, but yeah. I mean, like, fuck. It sounds horrible, but it's like if you don't have kids, you don't know how it is. You'll fucking tell them anything. <laughs> please 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 go to sleep like if you if if i if if you go to sleep i'll fucking chisel a fucking unicorn horn into a real life horse tomorrow just just, <laughs> just fucking go to sleep anyway um I, I will say there's one character that i felt quite bad for and that was ryan um felt quite bad for ryan because he obviously got blue balled um by by Frank Grillo by being told to go home at nine o'clock. Uh, he actually did go home at nine o'clock, and he was bloody well needed. That was a good little <laughs> twist, actually. I enjoyed that. It was <laughs> just like, like, yeah, he went home. It's gone nine o'clock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that, to that, fair. To be fair. If I was Ryan and Frank Grillo asked me to go home at nine o'clock, <laughs> I would literally have set my iPhone for eight fifty nine and eight fifty nine. Back right, I've got to go. Well, I, just they won't know. I can't risk that. I'm going to leave at precisely nine. Can you open the door? He might know. He said nine. He might have body heat sensors in yeah. here. I don't know. I need, I yep. need to leave. No, yeah. So yeah, I mean that. So the, I mean the action. It all looks practical. I'm sure. I, I, like Joey Carnahan has said, it was all practical, and I believe him. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, it doesn't look like it, it had the biggest budget in the world, but it doesn't look cheap. Um, and yeah, I mean the, the soundtrack as well. I, I thought the score was really good. Um, yeah. It gets the blood pumping and whatnot. So yeah, good. I mean, I I, I thought. I'll be honest. I got a little bit confused by the plotting like the okay so who who is this person on the phone who's that person on the phone who's double crossing who I, I i'll admit actually there was a moment where i lost it a bit because there was it felt like there was an additional person on the phone and it's like well you're the, not the, the hand, you're not the handler and i'm like well hang on a minute i thought i yeah. thought this guy was the guy who was behind all this and it felt like now there's somebody else involved. Yes. Uh, uh, the, the, I, I think, the, the guy yeah. who's speaking to him at first isn't the actual handler who'd set up the job. The job, essentially, the Garrett Dillahunt's character has let the, uh, the, the guy who's actually talking on the phone, he has given him the number to basically to hijack the job off the Italian mob guy. And then he comes in and goes, hang on a minute, you, you're, you, you fucking, you've stolen my job. And so yeah. it's Garrett Dillon has crossed uh, Frank Grillo 
and put him in the situation where he's actually um, doing the double crossing. Yeah, I mean, it, it may be the, the voices on the... It, it kind is of, the voices. It, yeah. The voices are quite similar. Yeah. And it's almost like the music in the background or lack of music in the background indicates which one is which. And it's a like because one of them sounds like he's in like a jazz club or something. It, it's very odd. Um, and it, it, yeah, I mean, there was th- those kinds of things. Where it was like, do they both have to sound quite as gruff as they are? We understand you're yeah. all manly men making this. Not all men sound like this. Maybe. Um, uh, so yeah, I mean, I suppose there was that, but it's it, it, it's a small point. Um, but I, maybe that just goes to show how strong the rest of the film is. Um, it's a very, very, very solid genre film. And mm. if these guys just wanted to make films for Netflix for the rest of time, that would be great. Yeah. That, yeah, that would suit me just fine. Especially if they all come in at, what was this, an hour and 20 minutes? Or yeah, something? like hour yeah. 24 or something like that. It's like, an hour 24 mwah, minutes. Mwah, perfect. perfect. Perfect, yeah. Yeah, uh, and our audience was... Definitely not shit, 50%. Touching cloth, 30%. Shit, 20%. Okay, so we're going to break for um, the section with Mark and I speaking about Geostorm and uh, Brawling Cell Block 99, and then we'll swing back around to um, cover a little bit more stuff. Okay, so Geostorm, the mighty, mighty Geostorm, is um, directed by um, Dean Devlin and an uncredited Danny Cannon, who did uh, quite a bit of reshoots, apparently. Uh, stars uh, Gerard Butler, Stim- Jim Sturgis' Sturgis's very, very odd hair. Um, oh, thank God you said that. <laughs> like, seriously, it's almost mullety. It's fucking bizarre. Um, it, 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 it's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's... I was watching it going... I, I, Throughout the film, we'll come to the film in a second. I apologise for interrupting this, but I'm glad you brought that up because I was thinking it can't just be me that's looking at this and thinking like James Sturge has James Sturge has turned up and they've gone right. We need to put in hair and makeup, and he's gone makeup. Yeah, hair. No. Yeah. No, I want. Don't take it around my ears. I need it to cover my ears. Uh. <laughs> it's so fucking weird. Uh, no, indeed, it fucking mental. Um, also, uh, we got Andy Garcia, we got Abby Cornish, we've got Robert Sheehan, um, Ed Harris, um, a whole mess of people. To be fair, um, so Geostorm, it's a film that doesn't do what it says on the tin. Uh, it, it all spoilers all the time. Um, there's a lot of text on the screen saying Geostorm in blah 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 but a Geostorm never happens um so Gerard Butler is a reprobate space engineer come action hero guy who is surly and cheeky and so gets fired off a project because he's cheeky and surly and for apparently no other reason really um and he's he was on a spaceship and now the spaceship is being used as a, a weapon and he has to go back up to the spaceship. But his brother is his boss and they talk on screens and stuff happens. Geostorm is mental and I think there's barely any point talking about the plot. Um, I want to say one thing right now. I want, Actually, I want to ask Mark a question right now. Yep, go on. I, I WhatsApped you after saying... 
it's got the single dumbest thing I think I've ever seen in cinema. And could you guess which bit? Oh, yes. Uh, I think I did, but I've actually forgotten which bit it was. Is it towards the end? Yes. Shit. And I'm, oh, I only saw it like a few hours ago. It involves a car. The electric car bit. The electric car? Okay. Yep. Let's, let's set the scene for people. Yeah, is it, the, is it the electric car? Yeah. Yeah, go on. <laughs> the electric car is driving along at speed on yep. a road. Yeah. And Ed Harris's military man blows yes, it up with this a rocket is it. launcher. This is it. it right. It, go on. <laughs> this is the bit. And they think they've killed the people inside. Yeah. The people inside then come up behind them... Yep. Essentially kind of almost like pistol whip them. Ed Harris literally asks, how did you do that? And Andy Garcia utters the immortal line, because I am the President of the United States. Yep. Let's just, let's just unpack that scene just a little bit, because I don't think that, that, that you're quite selling the stupidity I, of no, I, I, Yeah, Maybe I'm not. Yeah, please because do. Please unpack. Let's... Let's 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 just rewind the start of that. Yes. For a start off there, mm. right? Why have they got a rocket launcher? <laughs> it's the only way to be sure. It, 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 it's just like it, 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 it's like they've opened the trunk and gone. See, I fucking told you we need this rocket launcher. Yeah. And yeah. like these these other two things that are in the trunk. It's a strange thing to pack in a trunk. It really put is. Put rocket launcher in. Why? We, we, just, we might need it. Can you imagine being the guy who's got to sign that rocket launcher out? Mm. Ed Harris comes in, who is the Secretary of State, and says, I need a rocket launcher. And he goes, what for? Just in case. Yeah. I, I can't really give you it for just in case. I'm a Secretary of State. Yeah, there's still a protocol, though. Mm. I, I, I can't... We might need to shoot an electric car. Well, it's still flimsy for the form. I could get shit-canned for this. But, yeah, how do they get up around them? And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it, just, just the fact that they... I love the fact that they actually reference how did they do that, and then it's just like, because I'm the President of the United States... Yeah, which which uh, currently you're going that explains nothing. It, it I mean, seriously doesn't take that much nowadays. I burst out laughing like it was, and people in my audience did as well. And <laughs> I don't know. I genuinely don't know whether they were going for a laugh or whether they were going for Andy Garcia is a badass. I can't tell. I I I. I, I I just, I, I, this film is, is, is a little bit of a mess, isn't it? <laughs> it, it just, I mean, because, like, it was shot a couple years back. Yeah. And then they did reshoots, and, and now it's out. And it just, it feels, I, God, I mean, talk about Blade Runner having too much money. Geostorm had too much money. I mean, this thing was like $150 million. Yeah. And it, 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 in a way, how? Because Blade Runner created a world. Well, what, what I'll say is, what I'll say about Geostorm, um, 
getting into it. And you're right, uh, it, it is difficult to explain the plot, plot because, well, it's not actually, it's quite easy to play, explain the plot, but it, it kind of, you, you could quite legitimately say, hang on a minute, is that a two-hour movie? And you go, no, it's not a two-hour movie. For a start off, I was expecting a weather movie. It's not a weather movie. Mm-hmm. There's very little weather in it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a sci-fi. It's, it's more a space movie than it is anything, yes. is what I will say. Agreed. Um, which I, I, I'm fine with. It, the space station design and the, uh, the CG on that is quite good. It is that. It looks like an expensive movie. But then you have to ask yourself, who makes a $120 million movie that stars... A $150 million movie with reshoots and everything, um, that's lead characters are Gerard Butler, Jim Sturgis, and Abby Cornish, who for the entirety, and I saw this trailer a lot, thought it was Maria Bella until, it, until the start of the film. And I went, hang on a minute, that's not Maria Bello, is it? Oh shit. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 Mexican non-union equivalent Maria Bello. It's yeah. it's fucking it, it's weird. It is. I was looking going, it's not Maria Bella. I did think it was weird that they were setting Maria Bello up and Jim Sturges up. That felt a little bit weird, but now this kind of makes sense. Um it's the thing is, it's it's a film um uh, written by the guy who writes um oh fucking what's his name roland emmerich's movies Mm. and it's written and directed by him but it's kind of like do you know what and i like roland emmerich movies they're turn your brain off fun movies you know 2012 is a fun movie yes it's two hours and 20 minutes and that's that is a fucking weather movie and it's a disaster movie. This is neither a disaster movie or a weather movie. But it's just a movie where things kind of happen. But it's an hour and forty-five minutes. Yes. Which it, it, I is they they get in and they get out, and it's probably just because it was a mess. Like if it was competently made, it would probably be two and a quarter hours. But it's not, and there are bits missing. I I, I just the thing is, I enjoyed my time with it. I. <laughs> Yeah, I I didn't not enjoy my time with it. Is what I would say there. Yeah, certainly. I mean, there's towards the end when everything is finished, it appears that someone has unplugged the plug hole in Dubai because the water suddenly seems to disappear away <laughs> in a certain direction. It's like right, okay, then fair enough. They Dubai is a bath and they've just unplugged it. Fantastic. The deep deep. The, the way of solving the problem in this is literally, have you tried turning it off and on again? <laughs> it literally with, is. Yeah. Uh, with, uh, it, so that, it just, the thing is, I, I can't, I can't believe that they literally spent 120, 150 million dollars on it. And they were just like, this is a massive piss take. But yeah. there's quite a lot of stuff in this film that seems to point in that direction. And, and but, Gerard Butler does not know it's a piss take. And when you were saying nope. who greenlights this film, they green. I think they kind of greenlit this film in 2014 when Gerard yeah. Butler was still hot and Jim Sturgis was still a bit of an up-and-comer, as was Abby Cornish. You know, stars, yes, which, yeah. 
Fair enough, yeah. Stars have waned. That that's the thing. But the fact you've got a Gerard Butler film called Geostorm. Yeah. That has got direct to video all over it. All over it. All over it. And yet yeah. it, it, I, it just it's but like I say, I enjoyed my time with it. Would I watch this film again with beers? Fuck yes. Thing is, because um, because of um, sort of timings and stuff like that, because um, Bex wanted to see this with me because we both quite enjoy weather films. Yeah, it, good job that she didn't come and see it with me because she'd have been disappointed that it wasn't a weather film. Yeah, but I'll, I'll happily watch it. Um, Were you really disappointed on... by the weatherman? By the way, uh, the weather. I, luckily, I knew the weatherman didn't contain that much weather. Okay. But I All would right. have been had I gone in blind, thinking it was it, it was about the weather. Yeah. Um, okay. But in fact, when Bex texted me and said, "What was Geostorm like?" I went, "There's just not enough weather in it. <laughs> there's 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 not enough weather, and there's not enough there's no Geostorm. There's no Geostorm. There's a lot, like you said, there's a lot of graphics saying there's going to be a Geostorm, but there's not." Uh, actually, a, a, a geostorm. No. Um, also, it contains the, uh, you know, the, 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 the kind of like the thing that most people in the audience would be saying when a self-destructing comes on on the space station, and one guy goes, "Why would you even put that on here?" Yeah. <laughs> even though, to be to be fair, they give quite a good reason. Well, it was because I'm thinking, why would you put that on there? And then he gives the reason. You go. That's fair enough, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's That's like... kind of all right. Do you know what? Yeah, that that is for every smart ass who's asking why would they put that on there. Here's the answer, and you go, yeah, all right, fair enough, fair, fair enough. That's why you'd put that on there. Yeah. But then you've got that. The, you've got the French guy who is literally in the background, kind of. Just appearing, who doesn't appear to walk anywhere. He appears to just glide. What the security thinking, one? Yeah, you think yeah, okay. he, he's a fucking wrongum. <laughs> he's a wrongum, and then he's not a wrongum. <laughs> the, the thing and is, it, yeah, all the way through, I, I, I so I'll be honest with you. I thought Alexandra Maria Lara was the wrongum. They actually. They, they they somewhat blindsided me. But the only reason why they did is because Robert Sheehan is in maybe three scenes. Yeah. So, you know, it's just like... I, 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 do, I don't know if they didn't change their mind halfway through this. You have to wonder, because the fact that... The only, the only kind of evidence that you have that it's him is there's the scene in the control room where it's like, hey, where's British guy? Oh, it's yeah. him! Yes. And when he started beating him up, it was like, it's not going to be him then, is it? And it's like, oh, yeah, right, right, it is him. Wow, Gerard Butler has got some amazing detective skills because he's figured out there's somebody not in a room. Yes. I Moving back to Robert Sheehan, right? Robert Sheehan is Irish, right? Why don't you make him Irish? Why did he have to have a terrible Cockney accent? Well, they had that bizarre moment in the film that I thought was really meta, where where Gerard Butler says both me, well, me and my uh, me and my brother were both born in the UK. Yeah, and it's like, well, yeah, you were in real life, right? What? That, it, why? <laughs> that's such an odd little, huh? Yeah, it, it, it makes no sense. But your dad was in the Secret Service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, this film. The thing is, it's 
it, it's a film I imagine we might do a commentary for one day. We, absolutely, yeah. Also, as well, the um, Eugenio uh, Debrenes, the Al Hernandez, the Mexican character, when he starts saying to him about, you know, when he first meets him and he's saying, I imagine you'd be younger, you know, just because you're, you're you know, the way you've aged, the way you look, doesn't match how old you should be. And it's like, how old is he supposed to be? Because Jared Butler looks kind of like mid forties. Yeah, and I'd picture his character. It's a good line, though. Is he? It's a great line. It's it's a great line. But I'm thinking he's supposed to be like. 30. I don't get why this is being referenced. Have we missed a bit? Yeah, I mean, and I, I, I also I just before we end, I just want to mention the code language scene. <laughs> yep. Where like I just Jim the way I don't know the way they play that is incredible. Like at the end of that scene, that the like the, the technician the, guy with Jim Sturgis is like, guy. what? What was? What the hell was that about? <laughs> well, yeah, he's got a point. <laughs> the fact that there's a technician guy just kind of there, just kind of like on a laptop. It, uh, it's just it, it makes you do just make you think. Was that a reshoot or was that originally there? Had they? Tr- I just. I guess it, I, I had enough fun with it to make me come out and go, that was all right. Had it been ten minutes longer, you'd be going, that that was bullshit. Mm-hmm. But it, it's the right amount of time for that movie. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I. The thing is, in terms of rating, it's really difficult because it's shit. Yeah, but I would actually recommend it if you're in the if you're buying what it's selling. I think you'll you'll enjoy your purchase. Yeah, I, I, the thing is, yeah, I'm I'm touching cloth with it. I can't say it's definitely not shit because it is a bit shit, but I also can't say that it's just shit. It's testing. The thing is, Geostorm is the first test of the dude and a monkey rating scale. Because I give it a three out of five, which my internal definition is definitely not shit. But it's shit. But it's shit. <laughs> That's the thing. It, it is shit. It's like, it is... it's like Schrodinger's shit. Yeah. But it's also definitely not shit at the same time. <laughs> That's 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 the, that's the reason why I am I'm sticking with touching no, Do you know what? No, Geostorm gets its own rating. Geo <laughs> Geostorm. In the future, if there is a film that I give yep. a three out of five, but is shit, it's a Geostorm. I can get behind that. So, so Geostorm is not definitely not shit. It's Geostorm. Yeah, it's created its own separate. So ge- there's no Geostorms in Geostorm, but nope. Geostorm has birthed a new dude and a monkey rating. Yes, which is which is which, which is about the only thing that it ever will achieve. Yeah, agreed. Um, also, also oh, as well, right? You. I have a feeling that calling it Dutch Boy um, looked better on paper. <laughs> yeah, that it's weird how many times they say Dutch Boy Dutch as well. Boy, yeah. Yeah, it, it is. I, there should be a supercut of just the amount of time they say Dutch boy. <laughs> I tell you what, though, man. Like... Because if you put Dutch in front of any word, right, it makes it sound dirty. 
Yeah. Dutch banana, Dutch oven, yep. Dutch microwave, <laughs> yep. Dutch flute. Exactly. It Dutch all, all table. dirty. Dutch lamp. Yeah, uh, yeah, all of them. Some of them actually probably are sex acts. Yeah, they probably are. Um, <laughs> I've got to say, it's Warner Brothers, so it'll probably be 4K on Apple TV, when this fucker is like, this weekend only, six ninety nine Geostorm. I'm a fucking buy Geostorm. I, do you know what? I don't blame you. When it crops up for three ninety nine in like six months' time, I, I'll be buying it. Because it'll get watched. Because like you say, this film will be entertaining when you're a little bit pissed. It will be remarkably entertaining when you're a little bit pissed. I mean, like, to be fair, I'm going to show it to Donna when she's drunk because she she likes her weather movies as well. And um, I, I think I think she'll have a she'll have a time with it. She laughed yep. about the President of the United States thing. I explained that and she thought it was funny. So, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, no, it's a good time. Um, okay, so moving on. S. Craig Zahler's Brawl in Cell Block 99, which I was delighted to see is on iTunes to rent this week um, in the UK. And because um, like, I was looking at Showtimes, Cinema Showtimes in the week. And it was like... Yeah. Oh, Brawl and Cell Block 99's out. Yeah, yeah, it is. Showtime's in Cardiff. One cinema. The cinema closest to me, in fairness, but one cinema. Showtime, five past ten at night daily. What the fuck? And it's like, hmm, I wonder. Because this is a cinema that plays a lot of stuff that goes straight to VOD as well. It's mm. like one of the ones where it's like they play a few cinemas in the UK so it like they can get fucking press coverage and stuff on week of release. So it's like, okay, I'll check iTunes. Five ninety nine. It would have cost me £8.80 to go and see this in, in that cinema, and it cost me five ninety nine to watch it at home. Yeah. You know, it's like, for fuck's sake. So, um, story of... Hang on, what the fuck? Sorry, slight tangent. Uh, the noise I'm making there is um, I'm opening Super Mario Odyssey, which I've received two days early for some reason, which is great. And um, I've just opened up the box because I'm going to try and install the update for it so I can play it after and in the box it's got the lyrics to the Super Mario Odyssey song (laughs) you can't not Nintendo, they're not often like what the fuck god it's a long song as well Jesus Christ, it's across both sides of the bloody thing, right anyway um, anyway, sorry, right, so Cell Block in 99, directed by S. Craig Z- Azala, and it stars our boy, our champion, Vince Vaughn. Um, it stars Creepy Creepy Udu Kia. It yep. stars pointy-faced Jennifer Carpenter. She's so pointy. She's very angular, that woman. She's so angular. She's so many triangles. Mm. You know, you know when you have those things, the the artist rendering um, for how teaching you how to draw people, mm. and they're like essentially that it's just a collection of like circles and sausage shapes. Hers is just a collection of triangles and like hexagons. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Um, everyone's favorite Dakota Johnson father, Don Johnson, um, and others. So, Brawl in Cell Block 99. Um, I suppose all spoilers all the time. So, uh, 
Yeah, basically, story is um, Vince Vaughn is a guy who, at the start of the film, loses his job and beats up a car. Um, he does go full Street Fighter 2 on that car. Fucking amazing, that scene. Um, and he uh, then, like, uh, what is it, like, six months later, was it? Or three years 18 later? Months, 18, 18 months, months later. later. Okay, it was kind of in between. Okay. Um, so, yeah, 18 months later, he's uh, kind of like, kind of peddling drugs and he's uh kind of a delivery driver for uh, a drug dealer and after some shit goes bad he gets sent to prison and he is given a mission by udo kia um which if he doesn't do some really really nasty shit is going to happen to his wife and his child so brawl and cell block 99 follow up to bone tomahawk which i believe we both were big fans of we were both very big fans of, yeah. And uh, here is the difficult second album. Mark, how do you think he did? Well, it's... Yeah. The thing about Bones on what was, it, what we, I think what, what we both really quite liked about it um, was that it's it was very slow-paced and it felt like... It, it, you, you felt like you were watching a long movie and, and Brawling Cell Block 99 is, is over two hours long. And again, it's it's a similar thing. You know, you you know you're watching a movie, and we we reference time. You know, movies been too long quite a lot. But we do also reference sometimes occasionally movie can be a little bit too short. Whereas I think Zayla's got a very good handle on making you spend time with his movies and giving you you know these slow paced, very sedate but very visceral movies and. Um, Bontemart did that, but then it was peppered with these incredible bouts of violence. Um, and Brawl makes it almost look tame in comparison um, at points. The the opening is, is very good. I think it, it, it sets out Vince Vaughn's character. Um, and by the way, when I've seen um, character, I mean, not just his the character he's playing, but the character's actual character um, very early on in the fact that he's clearly got a lot of sort of self-control and the, 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 the him beating the shit out of the car thing is because he's been fired from his job, come home and found out that his wife is cheating on him. Yeah. But he, his release for that is he beats the shit out of the car and then goes in and has a very calm conversation with her about it. Mm. Um, and then he basically, it prompts to 18 months later and then now in a better place. And the better place they're in is because he's essentially a drug runner um, for them. Him getting to prison is because he decides to do the right thing at the wrong time. Um, and then things tumble very, very quickly. Um, it's I, I, when I finished um, Brawl, and I only finished it about ooh, about an hour ago. Um, I actually I finished it and was very much kind of going, "Fucking hell, what the fuck have I just watched? Mm. What the fuck have I just watched? That was incredible." It's it's amazing that that um, he's managed to get this film made mm-hmm. nowadays. Um, it's clear he's in, it, that that um, is 
is an incredibly talented filmmaker, um, but also one who I think will run into... Uh, he'll only ever make this type of film because I don't think he's got it in him to compromise. I don't think he's ever gonna. I don't think he's ever gonna do that. I think he'd be happy um, with with just making these type of movies. Um, and, and you know, there's gonna be a whole host of actors, you know, willing to, to sort of jump on board. I know he's got another one coming out um, the start of next year uh, that was made pretty much on the bounce from this. I think um, that also has. Um, Jennifer Carpenter, Don Johnson, I think Vince Vaughn's in there, and Mel Gibson's in there. You know, Vince Vaughn is in there, Mel Gibson's in there, and it's a cop drama. Oh, fuck, that sounds good. Okay. Where, um, you know, you've got um, Mel Gibson uh, and Vince Vaughn play cops who work outside of the law, let's say, sometimes, apparently, is the brief synopsis I read. And then I stopped reading there and went, do you know what? I am sold on whatever this fuck is going to do going forward. This is uncompromising thoroughly uncompromising um 70s cinema made now it's part scorsese part alan parker if that makes any fucking sense to anyone sure um the the mood and the atmosphere this film brings out is, is quite something um yeah, it's it's fucking. I, 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 I need to hear what you think about it now, and then we'll get more into it. What did you think? Yeah, it's one of my favourite films of the year, and I, I think it's fantastic. It's it's gotten some slightly mixed reviews, and I I I, I think maybe if you're not tuned into his pacing and his kind of mix of viscera and dialogue then it could maybe not work. But I was engaged the entire time. Um, It had some really interesting twists and turns. I mean, it helps that I barely knew anything about it going in. Mm. Um, I I purposely, I didn't even watch the trailer. I kept myself really clean for it. Um, the trailer doesn't give you the film it is, is what okay, I would say. Cool. Okay, fair enough. Um and I think it wouldn't work half as well if it wasn't for the fact for the fact that Vince Vaughn is staggeringly good in this. Yes. Um if if this film didn't have the content that it has, um then I think you'd be looking at awards buzz. He's he's that good. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's a transformative performance. Um He's not in the slightest funny, um, but he's he's very endearing, even though he's a physically really intimidating presence. But mm. he's not like the soft-hearted lug either. It's no. not that he's like. It's not that he's soft. He's a very hard guy, but he protects those that he loves. Um, and. It, it, like you say, I mean, like the control he has and the rage, like the scene as well where he's in prison and then he's like saying seven years and he's just like, and he starts punching the wall. Mm. You know, it, it, it it's fantastic. But then when he's talking to people, he's so chill. Um, 
I, I, I think Zala's a really interesting voice who is not getting talked about enough. And I think, like you say, because of the content, Bone Tomahawk is a nasty film. This yeah. is a nasty film. I mean, the last shot of this film is one of the most fucking intense shot, like, effects of gunshots on flesh you've ever seen. Yeah, they be all all the time. The last... 20 minutes would you say of this Ian hmm. last 20 minutes of this movie and there's been there's been a few bits where you go oh fucking hell like arm breaks and stuff but yeah. nothing actually like visceral just like shit that looked like that hurt but then there's a then the minute Vince Vaughn essentially goes into retribution fucking mode yeah, yeah, yeah I'm gonna get this shit done yeah the the way he fucking, except uh, all spoilers all the time, guys. The way he dispatches um, the Asian henchman uh-huh. is fucking grim. Yeah, it, he stamps on the guy's face oh, and then and while he's still alive, and then drags drags him over, drags like walks him, him along. Oh my and god! Then pushes his foot down and then turns him over, so you can see this crushed, like skull. deflated skull. It's oh. fucked, man. Like it's yeah. It the and then and then it gets worse from there somehow. <laughs> it's uh. it's uncomfortable, but but the weird thing is, it's done with. It's not. It's not done in a way that a lot of filmmakers do, where they give you quick bursts of violence no. in their movies. Like, for instance, the Coens are not afraid of giving you graphic violence, but it happens like that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. Gone. Yeah, and a lot of filmmakers do that. Um, and also, it's not Tarantino esque where it gives you the violence to linger on the violence, to show you the violence, to, to, to say, this is what you've come here for, which mm. is what Tarantino does. Uh, we know, and that comes from his, his influence uh, of Grindhouse cinema, which is, you've come here for the violence. Here you have it. This is, this is just happening. There it is. Mm-hmm. It's slow, but it's not, it's not gratuitous. It's just happening. And it's icky and it's grimy and it's horrible. But it's it's a world that is there and you're watching it going, this is almost like, you watch it going, this couldn't happen in real life. But kind of probably has. And the, I know, um, the, uh, what is explaining is going to happen to his daughter. They've got his wife and his wife is heavily pregnant and what essentially they're threatening him with is that there's a surgeon, an abortionist who can go in and who oh, can fuck. cut the limbs just don't wanna... off the child still in utero um, and then the child will be born limbless. And it's the thing is I remember reading about that years ago. Oh, I don't like, want to know. Four years I, no, ago, no, 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 no. That that was a a threat made by a Mexican <sighs> cartel boss. 
it's it genuinely one of the most upsetting images and I think. I've, like it's making my stomach have, turn thinking about U- it. Man. Udo Udo Kier, you have to have him yeah. delivering that. Yeah, that's that's that is Zala's oh, gone. Jesus Christ. I know I want to do this. I want Udo Kier to do this. And the thing is, Udo Kier would have deli- would have delivered those lines in a late eighties movie. Yeah, agree. In a mid nineties movie his movie and we'll deliver it now in 50 years time there'll be a film where Udo Kia will deliver those that type of line because Udo Kia has no age yeah yeah um yeah Don Johnson is cool as fuck in this he smokes Don those, Johnson he smokes those cigars like no one's business man he's got his fucking own style it's brilliant it is yeah he's Don Johnson is possibly one of the coolest men alive yeah fair shout um but yeah it's i i I, think i could have watched that movie for another hour yeah straight yeah that yes not yes and and not got bored at all because you you, you're going right every point he gets in there and you're thinking shit and they've clearly not killed her but they've clearly they've done something to the baby and then he sits down and you think Udo Kier's not is not no Udo Kier is not the, the, the their their doctor he's not he can't be so he's clearly a bad guy and then it's that and then he gets there and then it hits you when he gets to when he gets to cell when he gets in there it's like all right shit so cell block 99 isn't just a cell block it's somewhere that he's got to go again and it's almost like at points the game feels structurally almost like a computer game at yeah, points. It, yeah, it's levels. It is levels. It is. Yeah. Um, and even the the whole um, the the pickup that that gets them into trouble. The way that that's, that works, and the way that they're walking towards it, and the way that he's driving the ball out to the thing, and then coming back, that feels like a computer game. Yeah. But not in a bad way. Just in a, I feel like I've played this level. I feel like I've played this mission. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, like the, the kind of the opening half an hour almost like feels like the kind of the prologue you do, like the tutorial or something where you're yeah. learning the controls and then the, the rest of it is 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 the game. Um, and I mean, I liked as well just little subtle things like the fact that is it Chris Thomas is the like the name of the person he's got to try try and find something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the fact that I, they said that name. It was like. That sounds a bit weird. Like Chris, like the the big bad, the big bad guy he's got to kill is called Chris Thomas, mm. and then it turns out it was all bullshit. And it's like it did sound like a bullshit name, but you yeah. don't think in the moment you're not thinking. Well, that's obviously not a real person. You're just think like for me, I was thinking it's a bit odd that name. But it, yeah, and that, but it, yeah, but when he gets when he gets there, you, and, and, he, and he asks and says, "There's never been a guy in there." There, you start thinking, "Shit, they've just got him to do all that shit to get him into cell block ninety nine. So that's it. So he's fucked. Um, and they're gonna, they're gonna they're, because you're aware of Zala's style, you're thinking they're just gonna kill her, and he's gonna get sent these pieces, and it's just going to be an incredibly bleak movie. Yeah. And then he comes out, and it's like the Diaz guys in there. And you're like, "Oh fucking hell, where the fuck is this going? Yeah. Wherever it's going, it's not going to be good for any of any of the people in it." 
Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, it, no, I, it, uh, it's a really fucking good film. It really is. And like you say, I, I think I'm, I'm almost glad that it's getting mixed responses because you wouldn't want this to be one of those movies that everybody universally liked because then what had happened there is Zala would get given, right, you know, yeah, you've made these two movies for a combined... Because this movie can't cost more than $30 million. I would be surprised if it even cost more than $20 million. Hmm. You know, Vaughn's going to have worked for scale, and Don Johnson just does movies that he likes the sound of now. He doesn't need any more money is basically what he says. That's why he does a lot of genre picks. Nice. Um, and so there's this, Bone Tomahawk, probably a combined cost of pushing it 40 million and they will have made money they will have made money but not a great amount but if this has been like a massive success he'd have ended up getting given 40 50 million dollars to make a movie and then there'd have been compromises and it'd have been that yeah whereas now he's just gonna someone's gonna give him another what is it another 15 20 million dollars to go out and make a movie the next one will be a success and then the next one will be and they'll just tick along yeah, just being like that until something happens. Vigorous and, nodding is what I'm yeah, doing it, right it, now. It, it, yeah. It's going to be like that, and you're not. This is not everybody is going to like this because not everyone's going to get along with the pacing. Not everyone's going to get along with the violence within it, and not everyone should get along with the violence. It's it should be a movie that you that you can. That it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me if the reason why they've released it on VOD and in cinemas, because if it was in cinemas, you'd have to, you'd have you'd have a fucking shitload of walkouts. Well, there is that. Yeah, I I don't know. It just it's I I, I don't think it's in in today's climate. I see why they give it a platform release to get press coverage and then they VOD it. You know, yeah, it makes sense. It, it, it's a very sensible way to release this movie. And I watched the last 20 minutes on an exercise bike in the gym at work and had a fucking amazing time. My blood was pumping, my heart rate was up anyway, and it was like, this is fucking awesome. I, like, I need to see where this goes. Holy shit, that's fucking awful. Ow, that gunshot blast looked like that hurt. And then it ended. And, you yep. know, like, I mean, Jesus fucking, I mean, it looked like it hurt his face basically deflated, like deflated, you know, yep. it, like, oh, Jesus Christ. And it, he kills a guard by snapping his face oh. in a door by accident. Yes. And You've killed him. You've killed him. I know what I've done. And he punches <laughs> the fuck out of a car. And the thing, because the thing is. A lot of the time when people beat up cars, it's almost like faulty towers or something, where right? it's like it's not really doing anything. This one, it's video game reference. It's like the kind of the bonus stage in Street Fighter Two, where you got to beat up the car. It is, and apparently that, that I read a thing about it saying that's a real car. They are real car parts. Vince Vaughn is really beating the shit out of that car. I believe they it. <laughs> they, they they rigged it so that it it would cause minimal damage to Vince Vaughn. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, but he is still beating the shit out of that car. You know, it, it, it's it's a things I've always thought that Vaughn, that Vince Vaughn is actually a, a good actor. Um, 
and it, it, it's kind of like it's it's the first time I think in a long time he's done something outside he, he, he did comedy and then he went up, he went to try and do serious movies it didn't quite land for him he went back to comedy and you know had an amazing amount of success became hugely successful which you know he deserved because he's a funny guy and then it, it, he's kind of gone right do you know what people maybe don't want my brand of comedy at the moment it doesn't work as much so he's kind of gone off and chilled out a little bit and then come back with this and it's it, it's quite something Cool. I hope he stays away from comedy and does stuff like this. In all honesty, yeah, yeah. It's it, it, it's it's definitely not shit. It is most. It is not a geo storm. It is. It is not a geo storm. Um, most definitely not shit. Yeah. It, 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 I would be I would be. I would be delighted, but very surprised if it's not in my top ten at the end of the year because. It, if, if, if it's not, it means I've seen 10 fucking incredible movies, but I very much doubt I'm going to see 10 things better than Brawling Cellbot 99. I doubt, I'm going to see, I, I, I doubt I'm going to see anything that is going to leave me at the end of it going, what the fuck? Yeah, I know. <laughs> the it, the there's, there's, there's no way it's not in the top 10 at my, end of the, at my top 10 at the end of the year. There, there, there is literally no way it's not. Mm. Uh, just say... Um, Brawl in Cellbot 99, definitely not shit, 86%, Touching Cloth, 14%. How many votes? Only seven. Okay, but... all right, but still, that's that's good. How about Geostorm? How'd that turn out? Definitely not shit, 43%, Touching <laughs> Cloth, 29%, and shit, 28%. Fucking hell, fair play. All right, fair play cool. that. I'm, I'm happy with that. Good, good. Very good. Um, anybody else see My Little Pony, the movie, this weekend? No. No. <laughs> I did. Of course you did. It was was it was it life changing? Um was friendship magic. Friendship was magic. Friendship saved the day. You're um, a brony now. Now no, there, there there were two bronies in my ten forty five in the morning on a Saturday audience. And I, I discovered what bronies were during the ads and trailers, thanks to Twitter. So thank you, Twitter. Um, I, did I, no, yeah. no, I didn't know it was a thing. Did you not watch that? Did you not see that documentary? Apparently, yeah. Apparently, there's a documentary. No, I didn't. I don't. Okay. I don't I, it's, it's, this feels that, like old information, Ian. I'm quite surprised. Yeah, yeah. People yeah. actually said on Twitter they were quite surprised. It, it's. I live a sheltered life. And I don't really, I, I don't think I ever really need to know about bronies. So it nah, weird. It's not as it's not as sleazy as it see, as it could be. It's, nah, but that I, documentary is actually quite interesting. I didn't hear anybody jacking off. We were quite far away from them, which I was pleased with. Um, so you know, fine. I, I you know, it just if if Lottie if Lottie had noticed, and she's kind of getting to the age where she does notice shit. That you know, there are a bunch of people in the audience, and a couple of them didn't have kids. I wouldn't have been surprised if she'd said something, and it just would have been uncomfortable for everybody. So, um, th- there's a short film before this, which is, which is an explanation as to why this is a minute shorter than Geostorm. Um, <laughs> was that you, Mark? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Oh shit! All right, fine. Um, yeah. Okay. Fuck. My Little Pony the movie. Um, yeah. It. Well, I'm going to have to hurry this up. Um, you know, it's My Little Pony the movie. Friendship is magic. Emily Blunt voiced a horse. So 
in part of my head, I wanted to fuck a horse, but I didn't. It was Emily Blunt, <laughs> so it got a little bit confusing. Um, and uh, uh, rainbows are magic, and there were pirate things, and everybody saved the day, apart from the bad guy. So, My Little Pony in the movie. There you go. And there was a short film at the beginning about something yellow trying to go down a rainbow slide and then getting into a fight with a scary thing that turned out it wasn't scary. It just wanted to jump in a pool. So, My Little Pony in the movie, five out of five. Um, I also watched The Death of Stalin, uh, uh, which is four and a half out of five. So, My Little Pony in the, mo- in the movie is better than Death of Stalin. Death of Stalin is really very good. It- it's very good. It's very, very funny. And I kind of think it probably deserves more time than I can give it now. So maybe I'll talk about it next week. I don't know. Uh, Bye. Anybody else? (laughs) I've actually not watched anything. I've uh, purely just the odd TV show here and there. there, We don't need to hear about that, Mark. I've, I've no, no. literally, literally what uh, what we've watched, what we've already talked about. <laughs> All right, sweet. So an email that Noel was asking, who was it? I believe yeah. it. I believe it was uh, correspondent Marcus who gets gets back to us every now and then. So, hi guys. First, a tongue in cheek one for Mister Loring. Listening to old and new dude and a monkey. Poor old Tommy Cruise gets a beating for going for younger ladies in his films. We all know the standard mathematical formula for youngest age dating is half your age plus five. Isaac Newton, I think. So Cruz, 54, 55, can date a 32-year-old, right? Barely. Similar to Ian and Florence Pugh, 32-ish and 21. I'm sure Ian had a semi on talking about the falling. (laughs) Ha-ha, thoughts. Right, Florence Pugh is a very good-looking girl. I don't quite remember being quite like that with The Falling. The Falling was the most overrated film of whatever year it came out in. She's a good-looking girl. Not quite sure I remember that. Mark, do you remember that? I remember you, you, you being quite effervescent about the fact that she was, she was a very good-looking woman. Uh, but that's about it. But I, I also did go, oh, brilliant, I don't need to watch The Falling now because it sounds shit. It was. Noel, <laughs> um, do you remember me having a boner for her? I don't remember that, actually, no. No, okay. no. neither do I. But, I, you know... Yeah. I don't remember you talking. I don't remember you talking about the falling actually. But there we go. It's fucking shit, um, and everybody loves it. But you know, it's because it's a. And I won't watch it. I'm. I'm. I'm not going to say it's got why. Ma- it's got Maxine. It's got Maxine Peak and Maisie Williams in it, and those are just two actresses that. Yes, Maxine Peak is usually brilliant, but they, they are two actresses who people will just like everything that they're in anyway. So yeah, yeah, that makes it, sense. It, it's also directed by Carol Morley, who it kind of feels like people just need to love. So there you go. Uh, also, two, listening to Old Dude and a Monkey and Mark always complains that there's not enough cock in film compared to tits. Once again, this is wrong. The opposite no. of cock is pussy, and they are both no, quite not. rare. That, to be fair, I think the opposite of cock is tits in terms no. of cinematic. It's not. It's not. doesn't work like that. You can't do it. That's, it's, it's not based on biology so um a guy having no shirt on is the same as a girl wearing a bikini or a underwear no it's not no in, in films that's how i would see it is, is that uh and then carry on i'm i'm with him here boobs for a, a woman i'm not saying these are right by the way no, no, i'm no, saying no, this it's, is it's how it works. the rules yeah boobs is equivalent to a guy uh, to a male actor showing his ass um, yeah Oh, um, shit, that's a fucking... Yeah, all right. Right? Then, 
you have the... You can't show, for a start-off, you can't show an erect penis in a even an NCC, NC-17 movie. True. Um, it has to be an X-rated movie. The minute you show an erect penis, it becomes an X-rated movie, but you can show a flaccid penis. Mm. Um, so I would say flaccid cock and pussy are probably on a level, but it's the closed same legs, thing. It, it is, yeah. It's a closed legs. So mm. it's more got that. It, yeah. It's that. So they're not, it's not the same. A chest shot and a boob shot are not the same. It doesn't, no, it doesn't work like that. It's an ass shot and boobs. I'm with Mark and I agree. It's not the way things should be, but it, it, it's just, that's the way that, it is. That is the way so, it is. It, it, it's, yeah. why, it's why no actor will sign a five-year deal with a studio to say, I'm going to make my next five movies with you, but I want a no nudity scene placed in it. But actresses have done that in the previous times. The arse differential is... Yep, uh, that's which, it. Which I, I need to remember to call this episode. Um, <laughs> it's... Um, that, that's... Uh, yeah, no, okay, that's giving me pause for thought there, Mark. That's, that's well argued. Um, let, let's, 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 have, let, let's have a reply email. Uh, <laughs> uh, so... Thank you. And the subject line must be RE, the arse differential. The differential. Fuck. Seriously, I need someone to actually remind me to do that um, because I'm going to forget. Right, anyway, I've got a feeling Mark has not eaten. Um, so he's, I've not, no. My no. message has cut to this text me message saying, Fuck's sake, all right. are you done? And I, I messaged that saying, five minutes, I got, I got, I got the dreaded right right okay five yeah. minutes we're discussing the arse differential yeah yeah <laughs> yes. no, the arse differential had to be discussed discussed <laughs> right okay so um maybe we'll talk about like other things next week then so uh, uh next week we've got uh main releases in cinemas appear to be jigsaw which is directed by the guys who did predestination and and uh day walkers all right which I still actually don't see it. which actually had me interested I'm going to see it and um, call me by your name, which is directed by the guy who did the Suspiria remake and directed a bigger splash, which was great. So I don't know what we're going to review next week. It might be one of it'll be one of those two though. Yeah, to be fair, call me by your name is apparently fantastic, and it might might be a bit of an Oscar botherer. So Army Hammer is dancing is becoming a bit of a thing on Twitter. Michael Stuhlbarg, apparently Best Supporting Actor, Oscar nomination guaranteed. So that that could be a good one for us. Um, I'm cool. going to talk about Jigsaw. Thank you very much to Noel for joining us. Thank you very much, Thank you very much for having me as always. Thank you. And uh, I, I think that's about it. Patreon.com slash Dude and the Monkey. There, there will be stuff. Yeah, um, I've got two shows that will be out there. Um, by the start of November, which is like Tuesday, I think. Good. Okay. And uh, that's going to do Mark, eat, no, uh, not eat. I don't know. What are you going to do now, Noel? I'm going to watch Star Trek. Oh, Star Trek Discovery. Good choice. Okay. And I'm going to uh, play Super Mario Odyssey while my daughter sleeps because I'm a mean, mean, horrible bastard. <laughs> right. Speak to you later on, guys. Thank Bye. you much for listening. Bye. 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 Bye.